Welcome to Evolve, a podcast about social entrepreneurs changing the world. I'm your host, Brandon Stover, and today I'm here with social enterprise marketing expert, Corey Ames, who's going to share with us his Grow Ensemble framework for how to market a mission-driven social enterprise online. Now, I'm gonna let Corey introduce himself in just a moment, but Corey is someone who really knows how to advocate for social and environmental action through media and marketing. After going from project manager to CEO of a multi-million dollar marketing agency, he jumped ship and decided to start Grow Ensemble, a media and marketing company that amplifies the work of social entrepreneurs and purpose-driven business leaders to accelerate the change they wish to make in the world. The framework Corey reveals today has two phases. Phase one, creating a foundation, and phase two, building and running the content machine. During phase one, we focus on strategy and optimization. During phase two, we expand our marketing content through the four steps of production, publication, promotion, and review. For purpose-driven businesses, this strategy is immensely valuable to build a community around your brand and mission. So Corey, go ahead and introduce yourself and how you became an expert at marketing for social enterprises. Sure, so I'm, I'm Corey Ames and I am the co-founder and CEO of Grow Ensemble. And we are uh, something of a, a content hub in the, the realm of, of social and environmental action. We write quite a bit about sustainable business and as well, sustainable living. And so previously before this, I was the CEO of a, a digital marketing agency, kind of odd, served dental practices all over the, the US and Canada. And that was my, my first real kind of professional experience in digital marketing. I guess you know, not just directly into the CEO position, but I kind of worked my way up within that agency and, and as a product of that. Very fast growing. I got an opportunity to learn digital marketing tactics inside and out, most heavily SEO and content marketing. And then ultimately, I you know, came to a bit of an existential crisis or you know, quarter life crisis, which is a bit of a, a new term. That had me wonder, you know, how I could use my my skill sets that you know, I've been learning for the last five, six, seven years at that point to do something of of what I felt was a much greater impact or something that aligned better with my own values and ethos. So that ultimately, after some big sorting, that that came to to grow ensemble the work specifically in this realm of social and environmental action. Awesome, I love it. Well, tell us why. Social enterprise marketing is so important for our listeners and how they're going to immediately start applying these steps. Sure. Well, you know, I, I think that there is uh, a challenge with, with being a, a business or, you know, nonprofit for one, because you're, you're balancing the constraints of running an organization, you know, a business as any business traditionally would, with as well, you know, attempting to, to make some sort of greater impact. Now, I like to think that the, the stakes are a little bit higher. And you know, as a product of that, the margins are a little bit slimmer because these types of, of businesses and organizations use their resources differently. And so as a product of that, it can be challenging of you know, who you're going up against, more traditional businesses who are you know, full-fledged on investing all their resources, marketing, messaging, communicating. These types of businesses really have to be just as competitive as them you know, to differentiate themselves in whatever marketplace that they're a part of. And I think more so than ever, it's important that, that these businesses that, that are aligned with some sort of greater purpose, you know, make a, a very conscious effort to, to build a community around you know, both their business and what it is that they can offer in products and services and their mission. So I, I think that you absolutely have to take these things serious if you're wanting to, to compete with you know, more conventional, traditional businesses. 
Absolutely. And I, I always think about social enterprises as like playing entrepreneurship on hard mode because you have to add on the added uh, layer of doing good for the world, but you can't ignore things like marketing, sales, those sorts of things that you have to do for any type of business. So I'm really Absolutely. glad to have you on today and start sharing, diving into that. So let's go ahead and start. You've broken it into two phases, phase one, the foundation and phase two, build and run the content machine. So let's go ahead and start with phase one and the first part of building a strategy. Sure. This is all, you know, really extracted from what is our, our grow ensemble framework. So this is our, you know, our step-by-step social enterprise marketing framework that we've refined, you know, in our own content production and publication methods. But everything from the get-go really starts with that foundation, as you mentioned, that, that first phase, which breaks into those two components, first being the strategy. And for us, you know, we really want to reverse engineer what, what you're attempting to do, you know, first and foremost, like who you're trying to connect with and what sort of topics and interests and you know, product and service related fields are you trying to be an authority on? And so from that, you know, we want to reverse engineer what sort of content topics, articles, and things that we want to produce and create as a product to, to get ourselves exposure as it relates to really industry specific terms and overlaps and the, the community and audience that we're trying to connect with. So we have, you know, folks that we work with break that down, you know, think about what, what are the questions, interests, and I guess curiosities that their potential existing audience or desirable, you know, desired audience is, is thinking through as it relates to what they do and, you know, start there first and foremost. And then once you've kind of decided what things that you're going to start tackling, you've said to start with the low hanging fruit and optimize there first. So can you kind of explain how that has gone about? You know, if we're taking a look at anybody's website or any kind of content they've been creating for a long time, I'm sure that there's a lot of opportunity for them to get more out of what they've already created. Mm. You know, there's a reality that that content creation, if done well, takes a lot of resources and time, you know, most definitely. So we want to look at things that, you know, existing blog posts, existing pages to see where we can potentially, you know, expand upon those, refine those, add more to them, make them more comprehensive in depth you know, make sure that we're answering every potential you know, question and interest and curiosity that a, a potential user might have before we even consider creating anything new. So a lot of folks who've been blogging for years and haven't feel like, you know, felt like they've, they've gotten much out of it, we'll usually take a look at, you know, those some 30, 40, 50 blog posts that they've created and see like, okay, you know, is there anything that we can work with here first before we start to create something new? Or there's little kind of technical, you know, snafus and hangups Load speed is a, a big thing, you know, as an example, yeah. if a site's slow, if it's hard to use, then, you know, you better bet that it doesn't matter how quality your blog post is, the content you create is people will, will hop off, you know, before they get a chance for the page to load. So we want to look at all those little kind of existing things to see that we have a really solid foundation before we start creating new things. So before we jump into the part two of this, can you give an example of maybe one of the companies you've worked with or something you've done in Grow Ensemble? of building this foundation, building that strategy, and then optimizing it? Sure. We're a relatively young company right now. We're, we're just a little over two years old. And so we first launched our, our social good blog in October of 2019. And then from there, you know, that was us kind of, you know, going through our own process where we really looked to, to refine and establish this framework for the first part of setting up our own content engine. And in the span of, you know, 14 months there from at the end of 2020, you know, we saw 80,000 page views to the site going from complete zero. We were just about, you know, under 1,000. And so over 14 months time producing all this kind of content around social and environmental action, 
you know, it took us about 14, 14 months to get to that point and things are continuing to grow from there. Nice. Well, let's go ahead and dive into running that content machine. You've outlined its production, publication, promotion and distribution and review and analysis. So go ahead and start us off with production. Production is is really about finding the the team around you, you know, just because again, content is kind of a, an all hands on deck initiative if you really want yeah. to do it well, especially now. Finding the team to to help you produce content at a, a level that's quality and, and consistent, right? And so we often get times asked, you know, how often should we be blogging, producing podcasts, whatever it might be, you know. And I always say that it's at the greatest frequency that you can without sacrificing <laughs> on quality. So. Given that that's the constraint, this is really you know the the first point in which you're taking a serious analysis that you have all the different components of it: writers, editors, you know, depending on the medium that you're going to use, if it's podcasting, it's podcasting, but all those different working parts to make sure, especially as a, a, a business owner, a founder, or a CEO, that content creation you know, isn't ultimately dependent upon you uh, because that's going to be difficult. Even if you want to play a part in it, you know, you don't want to uh, have the system sustain uh, a solely you know, on your shoulders. Otherwise mm. it's not going to work. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the next step, which is publication. Here, you know, this is, well, maybe something of a, a brief and quick step. We want to make sure that our content is as search friendly you know, in the context of being prepared to, to be discovered and, and used by search engines like Google and as user friendly as possible. And they both kind of serve the other because Google is ultimately trying to, you know, while they may not be perfect at it, their long-term trajectory is to provide the absolute best result to the searcher, you know, no matter what they're, they're looking for. And so reverse engineering that, you know, we need to create a piece of content if we're publishing a blog post, a new page, video, whatever it might be, that is as, you know, focused on the user experience as it possibly can be. So, you know, touching back to the technical component, are there good visuals that, you know, help represent the, the subject matter that we're talking about? You know, does the page still load fast? Does it look good on different devices? You know, is the text really scannable, easy to digest and that kind of stuff? You know, those things all help kind of feed how Google friendly are our pages and, you know, ultimately user friendly. It's kind of a, you know, fulfilling cycle that those two go through. And this is where some of the stuff that you've uncovered in that foundation process would really help out as well, because you're going to know what keywords and things that you need to use in headlines and whatnot so that it does show up in Google uh, a lot more. Definitely. That's right. So once we've done the publication, it's on to promotion and distribution. This is all really kind of dependent upon, you know, what external or what, what additional resources and time you may have available. You know, we really like focusing on creating content that, that's evergreen, you know, has longevity to it, and working with search engines like Google to ultimately you know, get folks stumbling upon it. Because, you know, we know that once we create a piece of content, it's something of a traffic asset, something that people will continue to find month after month, you know, year over year, as long as we're kind of maintaining and monitoring that it's, you know, still a satisfactory result. And so, you know, the extent at which we want to promote and distribute our content is really so that we can start to get some early engagement on it so that we can send you know, ideally positive engagement signals. People read it you know, they like it. They click through to other pages and resources. We want to send all that intel back to Google, you know, because they're extracting that all from our analytics. So promotion methods, you know, for us are, are really simple and systemic. You know, we always you know, work within our own email list, first and foremost, you know, share your content to your own community. You know, we have very kind of systemic and easy ties to our different social media platforms to distribute. You know, and then maybe if we're really making a good hustle on it, we'll work with strategic partners, folks who have know, overlapping interests with ours to to share with their own audiences and communities. Obviously, that takes the most legwork out of those, 
but we really want to focus on, you know, what can we do first and foremost, that's quick, easy, and systemic, you know, and obviously that's working with your own existing community, but folks may not have those yet. And so while you're, you know, waiting for some more kind of organic traffic to develop the time, maybe cultivating some strategic partnerships to find out where are there places that you can either republish the content you created for your own site, direct people back to your own site, or, you know, share within other communities, other email lists, newsletters, that kind of stuff. To stress the value of this content and basically having it for the long term, can you share an example, maybe how much traffic or people reaching out that you've got from content you made a long time ago? Sure. So, I mean, it, it, for us, uh, a lot of our posts from you know, the point of publication don't really you know, see the full maturation of what kind of monthly traffic they could see until maybe six months down the road. You know? And then at that point, they can see, depending on you know, what kind of terms and keywords we were looking to target from the very beginning, those can see hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of views on a month-to-month basis. You know? And for us, those are great. You know, I mentioned that term of, of traffic assets. So we know that if we create a piece of content now, six months down the line, it's going to continue to you know, drive traffic and exposure to our site. And then next from that, we're always doing our, our, our best to, be, to make sure that we're you know, taking folks to the next stage to build a more engaged, extensive relationship with them. And for us, that's you know, converting them to email list subscribers. So it's a much more you know, personal connection for us than them just kind of you know, passively consuming our blog content. So we'll invite them to the email list and that helps grow that email list. You know, and so our, our traffic over the last year versus 2019 grew by some 3,000%, something kind of wild like that. And our email list grew by maybe 300 or 350% year over year. You know, and so those are all really good kind of indicators for us that we know those same blog posts are going to continue to compound and add on to that. You know, and we created, I think, maybe 55, 60 articles last year. You know, we want to double that. We know every single one of those is kind of a compounding return to us on the amount of uh, reach, exposure we can get, and ultimately the community we can create around Grow Ensemble. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about review and analysis kind of rolling into, you know, what's working, what's not. So, I mean, really, this is something of a, you know, just a kind of simple 80-20 analysis in the sense of, you know, what, what has gone well? what didn't go so well and what can we improve upon? You know, so there's very tactical ways in which we go about this to look into our analytics. This is also ultimately trying to take us back a little bit to the foundational component of seeing, you know, where is our new low hanging fruit at? You know, every time that we publish all this content through any particular period, three months, six months, 12 months, you know, we're putting more information out into the world and we're getting an opportunity to get more information and feedback back to us. What do people like? What do they engage with? what pages are really popular, whatever it might be. If we created some downloads or anything for people to uh, opt into, to sign up for our email list, you know, which one of those you know, are most popular. So this can help us just by looking at that purely at what's getting the most traffic, most engagement, you know, maybe what topics we should dive deeper into, or maybe you know, find different ways to deliver that information. So we'll create a blog post, for instance, and see that it's gotten a lot of traffic. Then we will think like, okay, maybe we turn that blog post into something of a podcast or a video yeah. for YouTube. You know, and so this is kind of a way for us to, to make the most of that existing topic and dive deeper into it. We've done the harder work already by researching and producing the written content. You know, then maybe we, we find other ways to repurpose it and you know, kind of build out the ecosystem of the different ways in which people digest you know, one particular issue, cause, or whatever it might be. And now you don't have to reinvent the wheel so many times, try and come up with new content all the time. You see what's working and you can repurpose it to you know, different avenues, like you said, going from the blog to the podcast per se. Definitely. 
yeah, making the most of your your time because again, the the upfront production of that is is probably the most time and and resource intensive component. So our listeners have been listening and to hear how much you know time it's going to take to do all these steps. Where should they start first? Like even if they could start the very first step today. The very first step is is that I would I would look at first and foremost where you're getting your traffic from. A lot of people you know don't have the sense of what pages are actually driving the traffic for them to their website. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times this is mostly just the homepage. You know, they might be disappointed that the blog posts they've been creating have been you know been driving them long term sustainable traffic. But start there, see where you're getting traffic, and then maybe next is is to actually have some conversations. Uh, with the either the, the potential audience you're trying to chat, attract, you know, so get that you know, person, that persona in your head, and see who maybe out in the world you can actually have a conversation with to see what questions, you know, interests, and in, in, you know, curiosities they might have as it relates to your business or organization. Because if you start there with what real people are actually asking about, you know, you're kind of doing the hard work of you know, SEO, search engine optimization, anyways. That's based off mm-hmm. of you know demand. What kind of questions, topics, and interests people have. Uh, demand for in the, the digital space. So have real conversations, you know, reverse engineer your content plan from there. Mm. Well, Corey, where can people reach out if they need some more guidance on this or you know, want to follow you? Well, I mean, first and foremost, growensemble.com is a, a great place to go to, to keep up with what we're doing. But I also uh, put together a, a dedicated resource for listeners of the show here, Brandon. So folks can go to growensemble.com backslash evolve. And there they can find a, a 10 point checklist for, for social enterprises and nonprofits to, to build a community around their, their brands and missions. Awesome. Well, and I love it doing what you preach by having something <laughs> that you can actually track from the people coming here. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Corey, for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you having me. That was Corey Ames, co-founder and CEO of Grow Ensemble, showing us how to market a mission-driven social enterprise online. The six steps of the framework are one, creating a foundational strategy, two, optimize the low-hanging fruit, three, content production, four, Google and user-friendly publication, five, promotion and distribution, and six, review and analysis. Now, Corey recommends a step that we should take today right now is to begin understanding who our audience is and where they are coming from online. He suggests actually interviewing or talking with the people who would be your ideal customer or client and seeing what interests that they have, what questions they always have come up, and the pain points that they've been having. This helps you to create content that actually addresses their concerns. Then he says we should jump into something like Google Analytics and see where our traffic is coming from on our site. This allows us to see which pages are visited the most and where on the web these people are coming from. Now, if you would like a downloadable guide recapping the actionable step-by-step advice and resources shared today, then head over to evolvethe.world slash learn and click the Patreon button. Not only will you gain access to exclusive content, extended interviews, and step-by-step guides from all the startup experts we interview, but you will also be joining a community of founders just like you who are pushing the world to evolve. So go to evolvethe.world slash learn and click the Patreon button to join now. Thank you for listening and joining the Evolution Revolution. If this episode was impactful for you, then share it with a friend, because pushing the world to evolve takes more than just you or I. Until next time, my friends, keep evolving.